0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to WBCA president and head coach at Oak Creek High School, Scott Holler, and 105.7 FM, the fan, high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern.
2: Welcome to the Pickens. Welcome back to the Pickens State, Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show on 1250 AM. The fan, I am flying solo this week. Scott Holler is uh, coaching his son's baseball team, and uh, I hope they're winning. Hopefully he's enjoying that. This next segment, our our current Electric Superhero of the Week, is uh, a young lady from, from Arrowhead, and I love doing this segment.
1: What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric
2: superhero of the week. So for the first time, I have to be honest with you. I've been around high school sports a long time. She's a multi-sport athlete. And when I asked her about it, because two of them make sense to me, right? Played soccer, ran cross country. And she said, but my ride or die sport is hockey. And I said, hold on, cross-country soccer and hockey? She said, no doubt. I love them all, but, but hockey is my sport. She was the uh, Hobie Baker Award winner, the Mullet Trophy Award. She's a big-time hockey player, but that's just a small part of who Emma Burkhardt is. And she is from Arrowhead. Emma, congratulations as our current electric superhero of the week.
3: Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited to talk to you today.
2: Yeah, well, I really appreciate it, and the whole uh, th- that just threw me, the cross-country and soccer thing, but when you said, hockey is my ride or die, man, I love hockey, and then I did some research. Y- you were just a hockey player. You were you were an awfully talented, big-time hockey player in this area.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I started playing in, like, third grade, and I've never wanted to get off the ice since. I just I love it, and I'm just so glad that I've been able to have such a great like hockey career and great teammates and a great coach in high school. So it's
2: been a blast. So the, the, the sports side is is, is really interested me, and then you start looking at everything else that Emma is doing or has been involved with. Her her teammates know her as Berkey, so we're just going to call her Berkey from, from here on out. She is, um, when you talk about a student-athlete, a true student-athlete, 4.0 GPA. Um, she has a passion for science, and we're going to talk about that um, here a little bit later in the interview. National candidate for the U.S. Presidential Scholars Program. She's been involved in a number of clubs uh, with the National Honor Society serving as a board member uh, her junior year and co-president her senior year this year. And she has done a a missions trip through her local church. She's volunteered Flight for Air uh, Climb, it's called. She's just done a lot of things within the school and outside of the school, um, including blessings in, in a backpack program. Emma, when when we talk to the superheroes of the week each and every week, I'm always shocked at how they can multitask all these different things that they're involved in. And I'm wondering how difficult is that for you to 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 multitask all of the things you got going in your life and still obviously maintaining a, a 4.0 GPA with 8 AP classes total. <laughs>
3: um You know, I mean, it's definitely, I think, a learning curve once you get to high school, but I think it just kind of comes down to time management and prioritizing. Okay, tonight I know I have this meeting and I have practice, and then I'm going to go, you know, focus on this homework. And it's definitely, I think, challenging at times and overwhelming, but I definitely prefer to give, like, quality time versus, like, quantity. Like, I made sure I didn't want to join, like, even more clubs because I wanted to make sure I did have the time to put into each one, and I think it just comes down to making sure, like, you're prioritizing what you need to at different times.
2: Hey, Emma, there's uh, the th- a couple of clubs that you've been involved with, and, and I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you about a couple that I haven't heard of. Um, SLAM yeah. is one of those. Students Leaving a Mark. And-, and can you talk a little bit about what that is?
3: Yeah, SLAM is a newer one that was, I think, started a couple years ago, and the principal at South Campus, Ms. Paradowski, reached out to me and said, would you like to be a part of this? And I said yes, and she kind of explained it to me as it's very, like, student-led in terms of what do we think could improve the school. And so that was how we, like, repainted the study halls and decided we wanted to, Um, clean up the teacher's lounge or, you know, put messages around the school or quotes on the stairs. It's just kind of things like that that we see areas that can be approved and, like, want to actually take action in that.
2: Hey, in in the clubs that you're involved with within the school and and Warhawk uh, Interact and Peers for for Peers and SLAM, as we just talked about, Principal's Cabinet, National Honor Mm -hmm. Society, is there one of those that means the most to you?
3: Ooh, you're putting me in a tough place. Um, And
2: if not, if they all mean, if they're all really important to you, that's okay.
3: Um, uh, let me think. I think that uh, Pierce or Pierce is one that means a lot to me just because I think the concept of teaching kids and students how to be active listeners and going to serious trainings in the summer, fall, and spring To learn how to handle different situations and like help kids who are struggling who might not feel comfortable like going to a counselor like you really learn how to be able to analyze situations and be of assistance to other students and I think that's such a valuable life skill and I'm like honored to say that it's actually like helped me be of service to not just friends but other people in school and outside of school
2: and what a great answer And I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that, but I just, you know what, well done on that. We were talking to Emma Burkhardt. She is the Current Electric Superhero of the Week. Emma, I ask this question each week, and obviously, as we're we're looking at your bio, and and after Emma gets off the air, you can go to the Current Electric Facebook page to to look at a picture of Emma and read her bio. And there's so much here that we're not going to get a chance to talk a lot about, but there's so much volunteer and giving back that servant leadership heart where do you think that's come from for you
3: i think the influences in my life in that area have been i guess it sounds a little bit cliche but probably my parents and my hockey coach and i think you know with my dad it's been always be confident in your choices and your morals and you know what the right thing to do is and this is it's just silent acts of service it doesn't have to be boastful it doesn't have to be large like even the smallest things like making a gift basket for somebody can actually really change their perception of the world on that particular day so I think my dad definitely showed me that and I think my hockey coach who was my hockey coach for the past five years really showed me how to just be a confident quiet leader and be able to just think through all my actions with thoughtfulness and know how to just kind of lead and make sure every all my teammates are where they need to be and checking in and so he's really like given me the opportunity to be confident in the way that i kind of live my life
2: hey so i know that you're competitive you know on the ice (laughs) the 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 um idea of being as competitive in the classroom and whether it's competing against other kids or competing to to keep that 4.0 and and i have you always been that competitive in everything you do
3: um yeah i would say if you asked my family and friends they would definitely say i get competitive about maybe some things i shouldn't like a board game or whatever but When it comes to academics, I think it's more of an internal drive. It's not competing against other students or trying to hold on to some concept of perfection. It's genuinely loving the grind and loving to work as hard as I'm able to because I like to know that I put all my effort into, like, reaching my goals, and I don't like going to bed at night accepting less than that. So I think that's where it comes from, like, academically of, like, I really want to put my like full drive into learning I just
2: embrace it I think so understand that I'm sure and we didn't talk about this but I'm sure that Emma had a a number of opportunities to where to go the next uh, next year to college and Mm -hmm. look she's she she chose to go to UW-Madison to stay here in the state of Wisconsin very passionate for science in the medical field and she's going to be studying neuroscience and doing the pre-med track, science has always interested you for a long time, correct?
3: Yes, correct.
2: Man, good for you. How exciting. I, I, Look, I know where you are in your life as a senior, and part of you is like, man, okay, I'm ready for this next chapter in my life. But I'm sure part of you thinks, I wouldn't mind having one more year at Arrowhead. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's definitely a little bittersweet because I can definitely say I've really enjoyed my time at Arrowhead and being a high schooler and, you know, definitely competitive sports was a big part that I won't have in college and um, just kind of the environment at Arrowhead. I think when I had to sit and write an essay about something for Arrowhead and I just kind of wrote the most memorable thing is, kind of the environment and the teachers who really support and go beyond their job and check in on you as a person. So I'm definitely going to miss all the people. But I do feel ready for the next phase, and I'm very excited to explore and take cool classes and research and just kind of grow as a person holistically too. So Emma, definitely both.
2: Emma, what's your mom and dad's names?
3: Uh, Leslie and Tom.
2: Leslie and Tom, if you're listening... Well done. Here. I'm standing up in the studio applauding you because what an impressive young lady she is. And I can tell you that and I and I normally will say this, I when I call the principals at these schools that get involved with our current electric superhero of the week. Uh, a lot of the questions are kind of the same, right? Um, who does great in, in school does not have to be an athlete. Even though this is a high school sports show, you know, gives back to the community is a good kid at home. And that last question I ask him is what turns it a lot. What senior are you going to miss the most? Who are you going to miss the most? And sometimes the principal goes, Oh, I'd I, hear it is. Or they'll say, Hey, I've got an idea. Let me ask the staff. Let me ask some other people in the office. And that just sets Emma that it just sets you a little bit apart. And I know there's great kids at Arrowhead. I, I know that. And that he told me that I've got a number of kids, but this is the one that I think is a staff we're going to miss the most. And I want Leslie and Tom to know that, that that was the, the deciding factor Why, Emma, is this week's Current Electric Superhero of the Week. Really proud of you. Thank you so much for coming on. You did great on the radio, by the way.
3: Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored to have the opportunity to do this and to talk to you, and it's been really
2: fun, so thank you. Yeah, you bet. Uh, (laughs) UW-Madison wins in this deal because that's where she (laughs) is going. There's no doubt. Again, Current Electric Facebook page, see a very nice picture of Emma, and read her bio, and I can tell you what, and as I say each week, if 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 half of these kids that are Colonel Electric Superheroes of the Week, they go off to college, but they come back into our community, they come back in this area, man, we're going to be fine. We're gonna be just fine. And hopefully they remember how nice I was to them on the air. Because who I'll be knows? Sure to do that. I may have to work for you one day. And just remember, I'll hold the doors at that that big medical clinic that you're gonna be mm-hmm. running. She is Emma Burkhardt. Again, uh Heartland Arrowhead and our current electric superhero of the week. Have a great weekend, Emma. All right,
3: thank you. You too, Mike.
2: Thank you very much. This is our pick and save Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show presented by Pella. Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I want to thank Emma Burkett. Again, from Heartland Arrowhead, our current electric superhero of the week, man, she was awesome. I don't—I told her if I ever got on the ice with her, I'd go right past her and score a goal, and I don't believe that at all. But that's me talking smack. Our next guest, he's the first vice president of the WBCA head baseball coach at Burlington, Scott Stouty. Hey, Scott, how are you?
4: I'm great, Mike. How are you?
2: Good. Hey, 2-1 uh, and one so far with Burlington. Not so bad, right? Feeling pretty good about this team?
4: I am, I am. It's kind of an interesting year. Obviously, we didn't play last year, so you know, new guys coming in, not a lot of past varsity experience. Uh, so you know, chemistry is always an issue, and um, you know how the new guys going to fit in and know their role. But hey, I'm glad to be playing. This is great.
2: Man, it uh, it had to be really difficult for you as a baseball guy. And I've had conversations. With, with the baseball guys around the state for the last year and a couple of months now about not playing and how odd that was because you're so used to you know, playing baseball that time of year and, and there wasn't anything that you guys could do at that point. Um, how difficult was that on you mentally last year?
0: It was, it was
4: quite a challenge. You know, you, you, st- you try to, as the coaches try to establish a culture. You know, and, and when the guys are juniors to be seniors, it's kind of their team, right? The next man up. They've seen how we've done it in our program for three years. And then it's their turn, whether they've had a lot of experience as an underclassman or not. And we had nine seniors, and they just couldn't finish uh, what they started. So that was tough, really tough. So, uh, you know, we had one kid out of that group that was going to play college baseball, but pretty much everybody else was done. So that was tough.
2: Yeah, that's. I felt bad um, for seniors in all kinds of different sports last year because, you know, that's what you gear up towards. You're a freshman. And you're thinking, okay, when I'm when I'm in charge of this program, when I'm the captain, when I'm a leader, this is what we're going to do, and here's how we're going to do it. And these guys I've been playing baseball with since I've been, you know, eight years old. You know, this is our year, and then it gets taken away. And I, I got to tell you, I think the the mental side of it. Was the most difficult for some of these kids to be able to 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 move on from it because it's such a big part of their life.
4: Yeah, well said. The mental side is, is something you don't think about um, from their perspective. You know, they're they we're, we're all creatures of habit, and kids are creatures of habit too. So when they're used to practicing off season or they're they're playing you know multi sports and they don't have that, you wonder about the mental side of it, and you wonder about the mental health. And uh, you hope they get through it. You know, obviously there's worse things that can happen uh, in the big scheme of things. But, uh, yeah, I think it's quite a challenge for our young people.
2: Hey, let's uh, talk a little bit about the the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association. You know, um, we had Mark Fuller on the first uh, couple of segments. And and we talked a lot about that virtual uh, coaches clinic. And there's like 720 coaches that got involved in that. And that was double from the virtual clinic they did um, in Minnesota. And I think the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association means so much to the guys that are involved in it. And I know it means a lot to you personally.
4: It does. You know, I started coaching 20, so this is my 23rd season. And I still remember going to my first coaches, you know, convention. And it's about networking and it's about learning and it's about camaraderie. Yeah, and for us, you know, not to have that last year in the capacity we wanted to, and then to have it virtual this year um, was, we didn't know exactly how it was going to take off, but we've heard nothing but great uh, responses. So it it, it was a good thing for us knowing that we had a season and our coaches could gear up with 20 different virtual segments about, you know, college coaches and major league coaches. Um, It was special. It was really well done by our, our association.
2: Yeah. And, you know, Mark said there was there was some just a little bit of chatter about, look, should we do more virtual? And, I, you know, I said, I think personally, because I've been involved in, in, in the basketball clinic, in the football clinic, I have not been involved, but I will get involved in the baseball clinic. I think and, and Mark said the same thing. You learn a lot during the clinic itself, but when the when the night falls and there are guys sitting around having an adult beverage in in one one room, and then you walk down to another room, you know baseball guys and football guys are different than basketball guys, Scott. Where we we keep everything close to the vest as a basketball coach, we don't want to tell everybody. But you guys are very open to say, hey, look, I I was at a different clinic or I saw this or I listen to this speaker and he thinks this. You guys share all that stuff with each other because the important part is to get our baseball players at this level, at the high school level in the state of Wisconsin, ready to play at the next level. And you want your programs to all be strong, and I commend you guys for that.
4: It it is. That's a good point. It's really an impressive fraternity. Um, Quite an age group gap as well, too. You You have young coaches just starting, but there's still guys in there. 70s that may not be head coaches anymore, but they still come to the clinic and they still want to share ideas and they still want to pick people's brains. Um, Yeah, because I think we want baseball in Wisconsin to get recognized and to get better than it's ever been.
2: Hey, Scott, how long have you been the head coach at Burlington?
4: This is my 23rd year, Mike.
2: Wow, good for you. Where'd you go to high school?
4: I went to high school, Jefferson High School.
2: Okay. And. uh, Head baseball coach at Burlington, for a man. Good for you. It's hard, and and it seems like baseball guys. You know Fuller was talking about being the head coach for 37 years at Cumberland, and he said I can't believe how quick it went. And and I believe this that days go long and years go fast. And uh, that's exactly right. He he loves being the an assistant coach at Whitewater because he can be the good cop. He doesn't have to be the bad cop. One day. Maybe you'll uh, you'll get a chance to experience being the good cop because as the head coach of a program, sometimes you got to be uh, the the bad cop. And and I know that the Burlington program is in really good hands. Talk about this team. This year's team is it a younger team? Is it is it more of the the juniors that didn't get a chance to play last year are now leading this team? What's your feeling on on kind of um, where you are youth wise with this team? So we
4: have eight seniors. Um... <laughs> And only one of them had varsity experience as a sophomore. Um, so this year going in was, I knew we had some talent. We have a talented uh, junior class. Uh, we got a couple of sophomores that can play at the varsity level. Uh, but, you know, trying to blend all those together of kids that haven't played consistently together was my biggest fear. You know, chemistry is so important, as you know, in team sports. And who are our leaders going to be? And, and that, so that's my biggest concern. So, um, we are off to a good start. We're we're two and one. We played some pretty good baseball, but still just trying to establish our roles and and you know where guys fit the best and trying to give them opportunity to prove themselves. So I I think it's going to be just a work in po- progress all year. Obviously, you know we want to play our best baseball by the end of the year, uh, but it's it's quite a, it's quite of a challenge to try to blend everything together. And that's honestly what I love about coaching. Uh, but this year seems to be more of that when not having our season last year.
2: Hey, Coach, were there any kids that, that came out of nowhere for you? Because without seeing them last year, you know, as kids get older, they develop, they they do things, uh, you know, they, they're, they're taking swings, they're getting the batting cages, they're doing some things, they get a little bigger, a little stronger. Were there some kids that when, when camp opened up that you went, okay, I didn't see that coming, man, that kid's really, he's really come a long way?
4: Well, you you being a basketball guy might know this name. His, his name is Joey Perezowitz.
2: Oh yeah, sure.
4: Shooting, yeah, point guard, shooting guard for Burlington. Uh, really good basketball players set the all-time scoring mark at Burlington High School. Yeah.
2: He can uh, shoot it, man. Year. That kid can straight can. up shoot it.
4: He can. He can stroke it. And uh, and I've known Joey a long time, um, and he's just a competitor. And I thought last year he'd have a good chance to be one of our middle infielders as a junior. Um, and he's stepped up, and he's our leadoff hitter right now, and he's our shortstop. And, and those multi, multi-sport athletes, you know, guys like him who love to compete, you can't have enough of those guys. So it's has been a really, really good surprise for
2: us. Man, I appreciate you saying that because I agree with you 100%. And, you know, we'll have guys on different shows I do, coaches that that might say it, but when you say what you just finished with that by saying, look, I just like competitors. And multi sport athletes are guys that love to compete. I agree with that 100%. Hey, Scott, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. We'll reach out as the season goes on and see if we can't spend a little bit more time with you on some of the what the role is as, as the vice president of the WBCA. And I promise that we'll do that here in the next few weeks.
4: I love that, Mike. All right, thanks for thanks for everything you do for
2: uh, high school sports in Wisconsin. We really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you're welcome, Scott. Uh, I certainly enjoy it for sure. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Eric Snodgrass, he's the general manager for the Lakeshore Chinooks, uh, will join us. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association Show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGiver again flying solo this week. Scott Holler should be back in a couple of weeks. We are now joined by the general manager for your Lakeshore Chinooks. He is Eric Snodgrass, and Eric is a guy who's been with this organization for a while. He's a Kenosha Bradford grad. He is a, uh, He's a cheesehead, man, so we, uh, we like guys like this. Eric, how are you doing today?
5: Good, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show.
2: Yeah, man. General manager for the Chinooks. That uh, that I would assume that there isn't one day that's very similar to the next day for you. Everything's got to be, you know, changing and moving, and and you, there's a lot of things underneath the umbrella of general manager.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I, I always tell my employees and interns and everything. Um, one of the reasons I like working for the Chinooks in the sports is. It literally is a different day every single day, um, which keeps it interesting. It keeps it fresh, and I love it. Wouldn't change anything for it.
2: Boy, I agree with you. I, I worked for the Wave and the Rampage and the Mustangs. I was a general manager for an indoor soccer team in Chicago, Eric. We're not going to talk about that because I ran that thing right into the ground. Just so you know, um, <laughs> but I liked I liked working for 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 those teams because I would sell you know uh, some season tickets. In the morning meeting, then I'd have a big sponsorship, you know, for a big package, and then you know I'd go out at night for groups, and and it was really kind of interesting to be able to, to to learn all of that those sides of the business. So I, I know that uh, this time of year, the snowball is rolling down the hill. There's nothing to do, to, but you can't stop it at this point. You guys are either ready to go or you're not, correct?
5: Oh yeah, we're about we're less than five weeks. We open up on June third, uh, so yeah, this is the busiest month of the year. I always tell our staff that. You know, that last month, two months is the hardest part of the season. You know, just getting to opening day, getting everything ready, set up and prepared. And then once you get past opening day, it's just kind of clockwork. You get into your rhythm of what you need to do every day. But uh the month of May is is a little hectic. It's it's around the clock for those last four or five weeks.
2: Hey, Eric, I don't know. You know, I know when the Chinooks um came on the scene that everybody talked about Jim Kaczmarek and 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 they were, you know, very thankful for For what he 's done and and you know he 's kind of behind the scenes at this point, but i, I what he has given um the north shore area uh, it 's just a gift you know that that the, the, where where you guys play is incredible. the fact that these guys get you get to as a family go out and watch quality baseball for a, a really reasonable price. The food is good, the atmosphere is really fun i, I there isn 't any negative to, to going out to see the Chinooks play. And, and I just think that, you know, we don't give him enough credit anymore because now it's just, Hey, they're here, but he really, if it wasn't for him, I'm not sure that this would have happened.
5: Yeah, I would agree. You know, he's done a lot for our community, not just for baseball, but with his toy drive and some of his other, you know, nonprofit initiatives. But yeah, back in 2011, when he started talking to Concordia, they had a need for a new, a baseball facility and field. And, so, Capital Park was born, and it's been a great facility for Concordia to use for for uh, baseball and lacrosse and some of the other sports that will use it. But then, obviously, during those summer months for Chinooks baseball, for you know the North Shore community and just southeastern Wisconsin in general to to come enjoy America's pastime for a few months.
2: Hey, let's talk a little bit about. Um... Your, how the players come to play for the Chinooks and, and who makes the decisions on what players to to try to get to come play for you guys. And and last question on that, you always want, it always seems to, at least that you have some local flavor to your team. So there's, I know that, you know, Charlie Markson played for you guys a number of years ago, and there always seems to be some local guys that are playing at a pretty high level in college getting a chance to play for the Chinooks.
5: Yeah, so our coach, Travis Akery, he's come back for his third season. It would have been his fourth if we hadn't had our season canceled last year. Um, So he was out of Ellsworth Community College for a few years, coaching down there in Iowa. Um, So a lot of it is based on the kinds of relationships that you build with the coaches throughout college baseball. And that's all levels D1 through D3, JUCOs, community colleges. Um, So, you know, each team usually has, I would say, anywhere from 25 to 30. um, universities they work with on a daily basis or a yearly basis to get players and you know they'll send pitchers who might not be getting a lot of innings during their college season or we may have a need at a certain position so no tryouts or anything like that it's really just based off of working those relationships you have with the college coaches and you know they'll obviously want to send you their best talent so you keep coming to get their guys placed each summer and and, and like you said, we do try to get a lot of uh, a local talent here, too, just to have a good story for these guys to be able to live and play locally. And, and it also kind of helps us out, too, having guys that can sometimes get here a little quicker since they live in the area and not have to travel across the country. But we'll have guys from Ozaukee County all over southeast Wisconsin and then guys coming from, you know, each coast of the United States and everything in between.
2: Hey, I had a number. I a few years ago I had uh... – some players that you guys had on to another show, I do called Faith in the Zone, and these were guys that were, you know, really strong in their faith and and were not afraid to talk about that part of their life. And and I got to tell you, they just raved about playing here. They just raved about the management and how um, they're treated playing here, and they just really enjoyed it and were very thankful uh, for the families that helped them out and, and things like that. So it was really cool to have those guys on. Hey, when um, when you guys put the schedule together, and and now you've got your team going, is is there um, is there a number of players that do they play the entire season for you? Do they come half? Do they tell me about that? Are there guys that 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 are with you from day one all the way through?
5: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like playing Tetris throughout the course of the summer. So we have a thirty active man roster, uh, but we'll see upwards the – Fifty to sixty guys throughout the course of the two and a half month season. So, you know, a lot of guys will be on a kind of an innings limit with their university. So, we have temp contracts which are a minimum of ten days. Uh, We have first and and second half contracts for the guys that can't be there the whole season. Uh, But we do have guys that'll start with us right away on Memorial Day um, and be there through the entire season. You know, that's usually just a handful of guys just between injuries and and getting shut down by their universities and. You know, the big thing, too, is at the beginning of the season, how I mentioned kind of playing Tetris, you know, right now we're in that mode and we got to kind of keep our eye on conference tournaments and, you know, the College World Series. So not everyone can make it right away at the beginning of the season that might have said three months ago they're going to be able to. So now we kind of pay attention to full-season baseball and kind of map out who will be there right away and who will be joining us, you know, once their college season is done.
2: What is – how do you sleep come June 3rd through the end of the year? Because I'm looking – you guys got a lot of games, some great promotions, by the way. So congratulations on that. But, man, that that has got to be, um, especially the first two, three, four weeks, have, have got to be difficult for the general manager of the Snooks to, to get much sleep.
5: Yeah, just a few hours a night. And, you know, thankfully we got a really good um, head coach who, who really maps out when these guys are arriving. So Memorial Day weekend, you know, we'll – We'll meet them throughout the course of the whole weekend. Get them checked in, get their equipment. Uh, then that Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, we have a quick team practice, which is about an hour. Um, we kind of talk about the season, our rules and expectations, and you know what we expect from them and how we're going to help them out. And then that next morning on Memorial Day, they're on the road for their first game ready. So one practice, a few hours, to get to know each other, and they're a team the next day. So it's a uh, and then, like I said, you have guys getting added every day those first few weeks and throughout the whole course of the summer. So it's a rotating cast of characters the entire year.
2: And it's And It has to be fun. It it just does. And it's such a great atmosphere. I had a chance a couple of years ago to throw out a first pitch at a game. And, and I can tell you that I I, you, I think they were playing a team from Wausau. And I walked in, and I was on that side. So I played catch with the coach over there. And I was like, you know, normally when they throw out a first pitch, there's a little kid, there's a lady, and there's an old guy. Well, I was the old guy. And so I walk over to Chinook side, and the girl who was doing promotion said, are you Mike McGivern? I go, yeah. She goes, where have you been? I said, I was warming up over there. Where are the other people? She goes, no, you're it. And the coach on the other side said, hey, are you going to Are you gonna throw on the side you are you going to man up and get on the mound? I go, I, I don't know. I didn't really think of it. And so now I'm on the Snook side, and she said, who do you want to play catch to? And a guy came out of the the dugout and said, hey, I've been on your show, Mr. McGivern. I'm so-and-so from this high school. I said, I'll throw to you. He said, are you going to throw on the side, or are you going to man up and get on the mound? I said, why does everybody keep asking me that? He goes, you'll see. And I walk in, I walk, get up on the mound. First of all, I look in the crowd. My wife's got her hands over her eyes. And I'm like, wow, I'm really high. This is really high. And I got to tell you, Uh, Eric, I threw a BB. I threw a strike. It was a good pitch. I didn't hit any mascot. He threw a strike. My wife kind of like took a breath, clapped a little bit. Nobody else really clapped. And I got out of there, and I was sweating because I thought, man, if I sail one, I'll never hear the end of it.
5: It is nerve-wracking. You think it doesn't sound very hard, but until you get out there in front of a crowd and on the mound, it's not as
2: easy as it looks. It is not. I agree with that. Hey, can we talk about, like, single-game tickets? You guys are still selling season tickets, I think, right? Yep, season
5: tickets and mini-game packages are on sale now, you know, for any family outings or group outings or company outings. We we do have group options available um, for any size, whether it's a small group. Um, we can socially distance companies and, and families and groups if they want that option as well. And then single-game tickets are on sale May 3rd.
2: Okay, so May 3rd, and on May 3rd, you can go online, um, buy tickets, look at the promotions. They have, like, the food out there is phenomenal, and I've known a lot of people that have done groups of, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, and even more, and you guys do a nice job of putting group packages together for people.
5: Yeah, we we really put a lot of time and effort into both our promotional schedule. That was just released at our our website at com. And we put a lot of time and effort and research into the into the food. So I would put our menu up against anyone, any sports team in the state of Wisconsin. I really think we do a good job.
2: Yeah, I agree. Hey, before we let you go last year, um, how difficult was that for a guy like you? It had to be extremely difficult.
5: Yeah, it was tough. You know, we had to make a decision um, about late June, and half our season had already been erased. So we were looking at a six-week schedule. Um, and that was kind of at the time where we were at that, if you have some positive cases, you got to shut down for two weeks. So it was just a lot of risk to try to go out there and play and, you know, not having proper testing for, you know, our players that are coming from across the country. We have over 50 interns from across the country that join us every year. So, you know, our, our ownership group definitely made it, uh, to be the number one priority to keep everyone safe. I think we made the right decision. Um, but you know, to be able to deserve for a year, we're ready to, to have a full season. So It was tough, um, but, you know, it was was a little different than the past 10 summers before that. I got to spend a little time with my family and actually golfed a little bit. So, on the business side, it was really, it was a tough blow. um, But it it was a little nice to take a breather, but we're definitely ready. Our staff's ready to get back out there for a season this year.
2: Eric, is this your first year as general manager? It is my first year, yep. So So I was assistant GM. Yep, and and the director of sales before that, manager of sales prior to that, an intern. He's done – Eric Sodgrass, again, Kenosha Bradford guy, went to Parkside. He, He has worked for this organization since before it opened, and he was an intern there. So he has seen every part of it. And look, I coached basketball a long time, Eric, and I know that moving over six inches on the bench is a—that's a long way, man, from an assistant coach to a head coach. How has the transition been for you, as from the assistant GM to now the GM for for the Schnooks?
5: It's been good. You know, I, I've got to observe the guys before me. You know, Dean Renicki, who's oh. a well-known uh, individual in the sports community, and you know, he was with us for a number of years. He played minor league ball for the Dodgers. You know, he really helped groom me and and kind of, you know, gave me my first opportunity in sports. And then we've had some other general managers that I've gotten to observe and, you know, just really try to take in as much as possible over the years, try to get involved in as many areas as possible, the organizations, uh, which some days is a good thing. And then some days you're stretched a little thin, but just wanted to know the ins and outs of, of everything with the Chinooks. And eventually I got that opportunity to be that guy to kind of run the show.
2: Eric, I could tell you that I always say this on on some of the shows that I believe there's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives. You tell Jordan that I believe there's a special place for GM's wives as well in heaven because I would think that during the summer and during the season, you know, it's her and your daughter Riley kind of hang it out, and she's got to be both mom and dad a few uh, hours. Uh, during the season. So uh man, congratulations on the promotion and I can't wait to get out there for a game. I really can't. I my wife and I try to get out there and I know my daughter and grandsons go out there a couple of times a year. So I really appreciate uh, what you guys do and what you offer. And it's really quality baseball at a really reasonable price and the atmosphere is good and it's very family friendly. You don't have to worry about – if you're worried about bringing your kids to places where, you know, you go to the movies, you're never quite sure what's going to be up on the screen, worry about that. You can go out to the Chinooks. It's, it's totally a family event, and you can have some fun and have your kids see a really good product. Eric, thanks a lot. I appreciate you being on the show.
5: Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. We'll see you at the ballpark in a few weeks. Yeah,
2: I will. And I'm going to reach out to you in a couple of weeks just to check in and make sure that you're not uh, in the fetal position.
5: Absolutely. That sounds good. We'll be ready, though. We're really looking forward to it, and, and like you said, it's it's a great opportunity. You know, we, we're we ready to safely bring fans back and, and have bat baseball come back to southeast Wisconsin.
2: Lakeshore Chinooks, it is uh, one of those hidden gems. If you haven't been there, do yourself a favor. Go online, check them out, Lakeshore Chinooks. Uh, tickets go on sale May 3rd. Make sure you get out there this year. He is Eric Assadgrass. He's the general manager for the Chinooks, and again, we thank him for that. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue with the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pickett State Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I am Mike McGivern flying solo this week. Scott Holler should be back in two weeks next week. We uh, do Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. I always look forward to spending a little bit of time with uh, Tom Swiddle and some of the football coaches from around the state. Today's show is an awfully good one, and I want to thank our guest Mark Fuller. Assistant coach UW-Whitewater, former head baseball coach at Cumberland. Joined us. Um, Rob Serjoff. He is the uh, president and CEO of Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, president of the Fond du Lac Dock Spiders. Joined us. It was good to go go back in time. Some of the stuff I I did a long time ago with the Timber Rattlers. It was uh, fun to talk to him about some of that. Our Current Electric Superhero of the Week, Emma Burkhardt from Heartland Arrowhead. Uh, again, go to the Current Electric Facebook page. Take a look at the picture of Emma and this great bio and and some great things that she has done and she is doing now and she's going to do in the future. Scott Staudy, head baseball coach at Burlington and vice president of the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association, joined us and thank him for that. And then our last guest, general manager at Lakeshore Chinooks, Eric Snodgrass. He's doing a good job. Hey, Mitch, uh, you've not been to a, a, a Lakeshore Chinooks game, huh? No, I haven't gotten out
1: to one yet. Um, I've been to... Some Northwoods leagues game games in my day. It's a it's a tremendous league. Uh, it's it's probably the best college summer collegiate, yeah. uh, league that there is in the country.
2: And if you haven't been to a Chinook's game, uh, head out there or Timber Rattlers and uh, certainly the Milkmen, uh, the Kenosha King, uh, Kingfish. Any of those games, Mitch. It, it really is. Yeah. It, it's more about. It's a,
1: it's a different product, but it's it's, it, it's. It's not maybe not as talented as like the Milwaukee Brewers, no or doubt, playing no the doubt. Los Angeles Dodgers, but it's still it's baseball, it's good weather, and it's, obviously the entertainment value is still you know, there. Eight
2: bucks to get in, they always have you know, the Tibber Rattlers, and, and we never even got into this stuff, um, with Rob because I kept talking about old days with him. But you know, they've got like you know, bang for your buck Tuesdays, mm-hmm. you get a dollar uh, sure make hot dogs, 60 ounce soda for a buck. I don't know how you beat that. Right, Wednesday, uh, Bark in the Park, bring your dogs on uh, Saturday, June 2nd, that kind of stuff. So they got stuff going on, daily specials all the time. It's just really fun. And, you know, when you get it, I got a chance to throw out that first pitch. I was talking to Eric about it, mm-hmm. and I didn't sail it, I didn't hit a mascot. I threw, threw him down the pipe and triple
1: digits on, on the radar. No, no doubt, yeah, yeah. The catcher
2: started shaking his hand. I think, yeah, that's how <laughs> I believe, man. Hey, good uh, good job. It's good to see you. Yeah, um, really good show today. And and again, I appreciate you know every guest that we had on. And certainly, congratulations to Emma from Hartford for for our Hartford for Heartland Arrowhead for being our current electric superhero of the week. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan.